I want to live with intention and uh, to feel my life is really like meaningful, no matter how big or how little the task it is. Welcome to In Full Color. In Full Color is a show for creative beings, modern visionaries, and the dreamers of a more colorful world. On this podcast, we enter into a space of inspiration, possibility, and wonder, where we tap into our innate creative power together. Alongside muses, creators, and changemakers like yourself, we discuss the power creativity has to connect us to ourselves and to each other, and to change the world for the better. I'm your host, Amy Lore. I'm an author, artist of all kinds, and personal guide for visionaries who are ready to bring their inspiration to life. This space is devoted to your unfolding, to the light you're here to shine and the life you're here to live. I invite you to bring your fullest self to this moment, all that you are in full color. This week's guest is Carla Rodriguez. She is the designer, creator, and owner of Warao Clay Jewelry Brand. And Caro is like sparkling sunshine in a cup. I'm really excited for you guys to meet her through this episode. Caro is a Venezuelan mother, artist, and doula. She is based in Austin, Texas. And she's been creating jewelry since she was a teenager. And in the time since, has continuously explored a number of other artistic outlets, but is finding that creating jewelry inspired by mother nature is her passion. I really loved speaking with Caro. She is the epitome of the highly creative human. I personally believe that we are all highly creative, but what's unique about Caro is the way she is fully allowing her own creativity to flow, and that's the medicine she brings to this episode. I love seeing your five-star ratings and reviews, so if you haven't left a rating or review yet, take a moment to do so. It really helps people find the show and these episodes. My intention here is to share inspiration and encouragement, so I would love for this podcast to reach people who are looking for that. I invite you to come hang out with me over on Instagram at Amy in full color. That's linked in the show notes. And that's probably where I'm sharing the most online besides through this podcast. Just little snippets of my creative life and my creative work and things that I find beautiful and inspiring. I'm going to keep this intro super short because I'm really excited for y'all to hear this conversation with Caro. Enjoy. Hey, Caro. Welcome to the In Full Color podcast. I'm so grateful you're here. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I would love to hear about your journey with your jewelry company and just what's it, what it's like behind the scenes, how you've gotten to where you are now. Honestly, it's pretty funny how everything started. And I was previously to Warao, I was a doula, and I still consider myself a doula and a lactation consultant. And I was pretty dedicated to my moms and the babies. So I since the pandemic started... We were not allowing birthing rooms anymore. I couldn't really go see uh, my mom's. In fact, the last baby that I received was in 2020. And I was sitting in the parking lot in Dallas Hospital in my car on FaceTime with the mom inside the hospital. Wow. I went all the way there and they said, no, she cannot come in. Um, 
so after that I decided, you know, like, what do I do? We're in quarantine. I'm inside my house most of the time with my toddler. So I started going through things like I started kneading and I started felting and I, started, I was focusing on doing things for babies because I was my, you know, where I was at. And um, I started going, just experimenting. And the more I would work with my hands and create, the more my creativity it was more stimulated and I was able to get new ideas and I started like being bombarded by Instagram with polymer clay earrings that it was like a boom that was starting and I had a, I have a friend that is from Venezuela too that she's pretty successful making polymer clay earrings as well and I just basically like can you tell me what material is that what do you do how is this so she pointed me to the right information and I I just started making earrings and I was working usually from like 9 p.m. when my baby wants to sleep to like 2 a.m. in a desk by my window in my bedroom. Uh, so just like every night we do three or four pair of earrings and then I accumulated a good little stock and I did a, a, a story sale on Instagram. I had like probably like 200 followers and I sold some earrings and that got me, you know, the dopamine going into, well, people are liking this and people are like telling me, oh my God, I wanted that pair. So I was like, okay, I'll make it for you again. And uh, I did, I started like realizing there was a certain pattern in the community of how things were done with restocks and how people were like hyping up their things and I'm a person that I like learning a lot so I before just going ahead and you know just start doing things I study my competition and I started looking at what they were doing and what was missing in the market. And I'm somebody that I love wearing color. I'm not afraid of color at all. And I like loud things. I'm very Latina and uh, I like to wear bright earrings. And when I was younger, I used to wear very big earrings, but they were so heavy that they tend to pull my ear. And the magic of polymer clay is a super lightweight. So I was like, oh my God, I can wear the amount, the kind of earrings that I like in these super bright colors. And that was definitely missing in the market when I started, you know, like just a bunch of rainbows and things like that, that I, I don't know why I felt the call to do it because before I wasn't that into rainbows specifically. And now it's like one of my favorite things. But yeah, everything just started very organically like that. And with the support of, a lot of people like Elise and her sister that is amazing uh, modeling and a bunch of good friends. Like we got together and we took some photos and they all love it. And for me, it means a lot when like, I mean, I love them and I love their taste. So it meant a lot to me that they love it. So that just continued encouraging me and I continue making earrings. And I was posted by a blogger from, I think she's from North Carolina. And there's another one from Austin that like talk about my brand and basically the algorithm liked me suddenly because you know how that goes with Instagram and it just started pushing my brand and it grew pretty fast in less than a year. Nice. I love how this all just started out of your curiosity and just wanting to be yeah. playful. 
Yeah, it's kind of trippy because I remember making earrings at 12, you know, the first time that I started playing with jewelry when I was little. And I mean, I think that it's pretty easy growing up the way, the, the traditional way that you're like supposed to know what you want to do after high school. And they're usually like traditional careers. I'm a very creative person. So, I mean, every week I would change what I wanted to do, <laughs> depending on what I was liking at the moment. Um, but the main theme that always repeats is I have to be creating something with my hands and art related. I love that you brought in how your 12-year-old self was a part of this journey. And I, I really like doing that of calling on the inner child and looking back like, what did I love to do before I had all these ideas implanted about like what you should be doing? Yeah. So there's so much wisdom in that younger self. A hundred percent. It's funny to me because I feel the older I get, the louder my child self gets. And it's like the more I'm like, ah, yeah, I want to do that. So mentally, I feel very young because I feel very connected to my child self. And that allows me to get new ideas. And now having a kid is even more like how connected I feel to my inner um, inner child because I'm constantly with him and it's pretty stimulating to my creativity to play as a kid and to like, you know, get myself in that like mental state of like re relaxation almost for ideas to flow. Yeah, relaxation is mm -hmm. definitely a prerequisite or really can be a prerequisite for ideas to come in. And maybe that's why I think a lot of people think like, oh, I'm not a creative person. It's like, it's because you got to first let go and relax and yeah. this more state of allowance because I really see creativity more as something that flows through us rather than something that we like create or combust out of our yeah. own mental efforts. It's really more of an allowing. I call it playtime. For me, it's uh -huh. playtime. I, I have a, this design that is a Saturn earring that is very successful in my store. And I made that design one day, literally playing with Play-Doh with my son. <laughs> we were, he's obsessed with the planets. We were playing with Play-Doh. And suddenly I grabbed the disc of Play-Doh that was Saturn. And I was like, wait, but what if I put the ring like this? And I made it with Play-Doh. I'm like, oh my God. Okay, this is going to be an and I take a photo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's, that's amazing. Now yeah. I want to get some Play-Doh. I forgot how much fun that was. The best. <laughs> no, no, no. I have an entire box of like kinetic, kinetic sand for myself. Silly Patty. <laughs> my friends laugh because I carry a Silly Patty egg in my purse. And it's not for my child. <laughs> it's for me. So when do you pull this out? Like you're like at the bank or in a restaurant, like somebody's talking or anything like that. Sometimes I don't know. As I am very creative, um, I tend to submerge in my brain sometimes. So many times I kind of disassociate in the middle of like a dinner if I get an idea. Like people are talking, I'm thinking about the idea. So many times I, I'm like, I'm just going to grab the silly party. And people are talking, I'm like, uh-huh. And like, just, you know, to be able to to focus literally in, in paying attention to people, the silly party helps. <laughs> I totally get that. I feel like the hands, like the, the way they're designed, they just, they're made to be used and they want to be busy. I notice myself in a similar way. Sometimes when I'm speaking with someone, I'll be like massaging my foot or massaging my hand, just kind of like lovingly touching myself. And nice. that really helped me stay present. So it's that same kind of thing. 
I like that idea. I'm going to try that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some yeah. more happy pressure. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to me, um, I love meditation, but I like I need to meditate with mantras because my my brain, you know, like that's the type of meditation that I like repeating a mantra. So if my brain goes somewhere else, I go back to the mantra. And that's why I feel the playtime feels like relaxation and the kind of meditation to me because I got to be so focused to, on it. And I, I don't know, I, I really enjoy it. And I also learned that if your medium is polymer clay and you're in a creative funk, play with something else. Go paint, go embroidery, go do something else that does stimulate that but doesn't create frustration because that's what happens to me when I'm like not getting the result I want with one specific thing. I like try to get the stimulate from something similar, but not that specific thing. That is so golden. And I relate so much if I'm trying to write something and everyone knows the phrase writer's block. And I think we've all experienced it, whether it be a high school paper or doing something more on the creative end of writing And so I have so many resources around my home of like, okay, go lay on your belly and paint with gouache for a while. Or like, let's go tape some pictures up on the wall. I just have, or pick up the guitar. I have a lot of resources that I can just butterfly around. And I totally don't understand the mechanism of it. I don't understand why this works. (laughs) But it it does. Yeah, it doesn't matter why. Um, But it's like, it it feels good and it's effective. So yeah, there's maybe this just part of my Western raised brain that's like, we need to know the science behind this. Oh, 100%. I feel you. I feel that I always need to know why, you know, why, why. And I, lately I started telling myself, doesn't matter. Just feel it. Doesn't matter. That's part of being present as well as incorporated this just a few weeks ago. That is in case of like something new, you know, that the, the typical thing to do is to picture, okay, what are my risks? Measuring your risk. Okay. What are my risks? If I close my shop on Etsy and I open a spot, a Shopify only. And it's like in a state of measuring the risk, obviously, depending on the circumstances, I ask myself, okay, what's the best that can happen? Yeah, bringing in this energy of possibility rather yeah. than it's like it's like choosing to be in a more expansive state of mind versus yeah. shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. Yeah. Mm. Also, I feel that uh, whenever my last energy was focused on was my risk and coming from a place of fear and like of protecting myself when when you approach it from like okay yeah I am I'm conscious of my risk and I choose to take it and what's the best thing that can happen now I feel that it opens to that and more and I'm also more relaxed and trust more my decision Yeah, holding space for the best possible scenario. And also, I think just even asking that question of what's the best that can happen, you don't even necessarily have to know, but just being open to that space, like maybe the best that can happen is better than I can imagine. Yeah. That's a really fun space to play in. Yeah. Then I think that, like you said, it does relax us. And as Mm -hmm. we were talking about earlier, relaxation leads to more creation. And so it just Mm -hmm. kickstarts this cycle of creating greater and pretty much anything we do like this could totally apply to art or business but really anything in life whether it be relationships or our health it all applies yeah. 
Mm, so you're a mom, you're an mm-hmm. artist, and you're a small business owner all at once. How How is that going? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's going good. Thank God now that I have a team, like I try to surround myself with people that... Uh, they can help me create a good community you know um, and I think that I've been fortunate to trust the school that my son is going it's an amazing place so knowing that he's well taken care of and all that kind of stuff while I'm working is really a you know has been really helpful I have right now the grandiose opportunity that my office is I rented an apartment in my same complex so I live in an apartment and I rented a little apartment in the same apartment complex that is my office now and I can just cross the road across the pool I walk across the yard and I get to the studio and it has been really good to be able to work anytime I need to I have a great uh, assistant that works with me in the studio all every day during the week who's amazing and that helps a lot you know to be able to have somebody that can that you can trust like that and I feel that fully gets me and he has been yeah he has been pretty good nice it sounds like you have first of all lots of support and are yeah. willing to reach for the support that you need yeah. and also space being held by a space that is a specifically intention for this is my creative space. And I think that yeah. can be a challenge for a lot of us, especially these past few years when a lot of people have been working from home or just spending a lot more time inside their home. It's like, yeah. how do I create this space that is kind of separate from the rest of my life so that I can really just drop in and tune in and be in my flow? Um, it's the hardest decision to continue making, to be honest. Once a month, whenever I got a pay rent, uh-huh. Like, maybe I moved the studio back in my house <laughs> but then I'm like I have one of my neighbors now is one of my closest friends and uh, she's there in fact living in the same apartment complex due to the fact that I was going through a divorce and all that stuff they're so amazing they're like my family so they decided to move into the same apartment complex they have two kids it's my cousin and his wife and um we're super close together. She also helps me in Guarao uh, in a lot of parts of the website, especially all the writing, the copy, and all that stuff. And if it wasn't because I have the help and the calm, the mental calm to be like, I'm not alone, I don't think I it would be that easy. And every month, whenever I contemplate to cancel the uh-huh. office, she's like, no, don't do that. This is good for you to keep your space. I'm like, it's true, the sacrifice of having to pay that money worth it mentally. It's so awesome to have people who are just on your team whether it be people who are you're paying to be on your team and for support or just friends and family who can give that encouragement, but also a bit of accountability of like, hey, you're showing up for your dream and like, I'm showing up for you showing up for your dream. So let's do this. Growing up, I've been always been very close to my sister and she's very much into business as well. I think that 2020 being such a successful year for my brand, eh, I was very, you know, stable and like pump up. And then 2021 was good, but it wasn't as you know, huge as 2020. Also things change, you know, people were like wearing pretty much only earrings and in Zoom meeting 
for a long time. So they were, I guess, buying a lot of earrings. Right now, they things open. People are also investing money in other items of clothing. So it has taken us to a different route. And again, I feel like, what's the lesson here? I have a therapist that is amazing and she works, I think you would like her a lot, because she works mostly with like, your inner child and it's not so much talking about the traumas but it's more about like when you identify your traumas and you're ready to move forward she's the person because she's like okay how do we now give the next step when i whenever i told her you know i feel a little bit down because things are being a little bit difficult especially because my engagement in instagram was super high and suddenly the algorithm changed and things changed too she said, I think that your business is calling you to get grounded and to, it has been, you know, for a long time, for all this time, just online and just pretty much like almost like in the air because it was online. There wasn't anything like physical more than the studio. And I just started a new journey of approaching stores and making sure that we're like in places that I feel, oh, this is a store and I can walk in and my stuff is right there. So, yeah, it has been beautiful to be able to see it like that and not feel, you know, like, oh, I'm not selling that much anymore on, on Instagram because it's the time to move on, it's the time to do something else. And Yeah, these challenges can be invitations to create something oh. different. I think that was something huge that I actually learned from painting when I first got back into painting in gosh probably 2017 I was uh, I, I made a mistake what I would call mm -hmm. a mistake because I was trying to paint something specific and I realized like oh I guess it's gonna be a tree now and <laughs> it turned out to be a beautiful tree and so it was this really cool experience that has totally stuck with me of there's not really such thing as mistakes in the process of creation, but really just invitations to create something new. And it sounds like from what you were just explaining, I'm getting this sense of like your business is something that you're co-creating with and it's informing yeah. the process of like, hey, Caro, get in some stores or time to get grounded or maybe time to take a rest or ooh, reach out to this person. Yeah. It's not like just us against the world. We're really in co-creation with all of it. Yeah, I think change is usually pretty difficult, especially when you, um, you know, when you are not prepared for it. Uh, but I think that moving out of my country to the United States and then uh, I moved from a very big city. I moved from Caracas, that is like 5 million people to a 10,000 people town. It was a huge change. I was in the middle of Kentucky for two years and I came to Austin. So everything has been like, you know, so different each place that I have been for these past years and like all the journey of having to figure out coming here after it, just to study business to then working catering and production for a while. And then I, I ended up having my child and being like, I think I'm called to work with moms and then I became a doula and all that stuff to now jewelry which is hilarious that I go back to the first thing I wanted to do uh -huh. uh, well who knows who you'll be next year <laughs> right I feel it's like I feel life is like that and I I don't know I just feel fine uh, I find 
to feel calm when I don't question so much where am I going? So, you know, okay, okay, what am I supposed to be doing right now? How are we making lemonade with these lemons that we have at the moment? <laughs> Totally. I think when I was yeah. a kid and I thought about what I would do for a career, it seems like you pick one thing and you stay with it. That was just kind of the way that it was fed to me. And so I love your just really curious approach of, oh, I think I want to do this now. And now I want to do this. And like, that's and I tell you why, because it hasn't been easy. Uh-huh. It hasn't been easy. I mean, I love my parents, but you know, our parents eh, sometimes tell us things without the intention of they they stay recorded as not such a positive voice in your brain and being such so like hyperactive child and liking so many things because imagine me at eight if I'm like this at 36 you know <laughs> like at, at eight I was like I want to play tennis I want to flamenco I want to go uh, to this park and I want to do this I wanted to do many different things my mom is one of the few lucky, where I consider lucky people, of doing that. Knowing what they wanted at eight years old and never changing their mind. My mom knew she was going to be a teacher since she can't remember. And she has always been obsessed with her profession. It's a completely vocation for her, you know? She is an amazing teacher. She taught me and my siblings in high school and our entire life, like having lunch in my house or dinner in my house was a class. You will learn about somebody's a painter, a painter that had two monkeys and his name. And like she had very like cute anecdotes of artist life. She's also into art. So that called me a lot into, you know, getting to know this world. Like, for our birthday, uh, since I can't remember, my mom takes us to an artist or two, and she's like, okay, you can choose a little sculpture or a little painting, and those were the gifts. So I have my little art collection that I've been creating from all the pieces my mom gives me on my birthdays from these great painters and, and great artist people from my country. So now I'm doing that here for Milo. And I buy art for him every birthday. And uh, I don't know, being surrounded of all that and being able to like so many things, it wasn't seen as such a positive thing when I was growing up. It was more like, you're too unstable. Oh, you cannot make a decision. Oh my God, but you need to like something, you know? Like, why don't you make a choice? And I was like, how do you make a choice? And <laughs> my mom, my mom laughs because she said that she remembered me being little, being, wait, wait, wait. You do one thing only for the rest of your life? And she said that I even asked, wait, 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 you, you marry one man and that's it for the rest of your life? Like the for, for me, little was like, crazy idea to think so many years doing the same thing when life is so big and I think that five years ago four years ago when I was pregnant was that I went I came to the realization that if I want to be doing one thing I need to allow myself and give myself permission to enjoy as many things as I want in order for me to keep the interest alive on that thing. Totally. That makes because so much sense. And instead of like, instead of taking it as like, I'm losing my interest on it, 
it means, you know, it means I'm in repeating those things on my head. It means I'm not constant enough. It means I cannot follow through. Oh my God, what am I going to do? It means I need to find another thing. And it ended up, no, it's just the batch of funk that you, I enter creativity. Just like, what do I do now in this batch to get me excited about going back to what I was doing? Yeah. Mm, I feel like you're in such a beautiful medium for that with your earrings because at least the designs that I see, you kind of just, you make designs out of like everything. Yeah. <laughs> Does that kind of curiosity outside of the jewelry process come back and inform what you create there? Totally. Like I, there's so many things that I'm into. I'm into furniture. I'm into lighting. I'm so into lighting that it's hard for me not to want to make a lamp like once a week. And I'm into painting, uh, crochet, knitting, felting, everything I can do with my hands. It's funny because I even have a friend that I met her and we hang out for like two weeks and she was she had an ukulele and I was like, I'm going to play ukulele. And I learned playing ukulele just because I needed to move my hands. And it's, I'm terrible at rhythm. I cannot sing while playing, but I like the idea of what my hands yeah. are doing. It's very funny because, especially with tiles, that right now I'm making these, the earrings inspired on tiles. It's almost like a game per se for me to imagine how I can translate this thing that inspires me so much or that I find so beautiful into an earring. Ooh, yeah. So tiles, furniture, what are some of your other sources of inspiration for? Uh, like nature. Nature is the biggest one, like trees. My ex-husband and I used to travel a lot. We're both, uh, he's a, an amazing director of photography, and we used to travel a lot just to hike and walk around and like just get, go to natural places, recording and taking photography. And this country is so freaking huge and so <laughs> different everywhere you go Truly. that I I connect the most with my inner child and my creativity when I'm traveling because I'm in a constant state of wonder I'm like <gasps> you know everywhere I go whenever I see like Colorado in fall yellow aspen trees mountains I'm like this was a dream and another funny thing, going back to my child self, my mom brought me not too long ago a book that was my favorite book going up, growing up. That is three siblings traveling around the United States. And she says that she remembered looking at me and being like, I cannot believe this place exists. And it was Arches National Park. And I've been already in Arches like five times and we took our kid already. We took Milo already to, to Arches and he was convinced that he was in Mars and he's obsessed with planets. So Mars, it was Mars. All that is just so inspiring. Even the memories of going there with Milo and the feeling of thinking, oh my God, how much I wanted to do this when I was a child and I achieved it. Just that feeling of like, it's so exciting to know I went to a place that I imagined going as a child. That all that feeling already, like it's just give me like the dreamy feelings <laughs> nature is just it's the original muse I feel and it's so yeah. cool because it's water earth fire and air just all kind of mixed together and in different forms so it's just yeah. these four simple elements but totally infinite inspiration and possibility and infinite beauty too yeah 
I remember uh, being obsessed in Colorado with the moss and the patches of like fungi and mosses on the rocks. Uh-huh. And that like color and uh, the texture. I think that those little elements that are almost like in a macro level are super inspired, inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. And so related to your jewelry, do you kind of gather these bits of inspiration and then get home and find how that all fits together? No, not really. I'm very much, no, I'm not lie to you. I'm very much into like, I went through the experience, you know, and I enjoy the trip, for, ex- for example, but I haven't really traveled that much since I started Guarao. So Guarao mostly came out of lo- the feeling of longing to be back to those places. Yeah. And almost like wanted to think about the place and being like, how do I, you know, like whatever idea came out. It is very, for me to create designs specifically inspiring one thing, like the tiles of other artists, uh, it tend to be very much like one thing. Uh, let me explain myself better. There is an, a specific artist that I really like in North Carolina. That she make these paints that are like splash of color, right? So I made a giveaway with her and I was like, I want to recreate your paint in an earring. So recreating a very purpose uh, and very uh, detail-oriented and very much about like trying to honestly like make a resemblance in between two things. When it comes to nature, colors are very inspiring to me and textures are very inspiring to me. But everything is very organic. I usually start by dissecting a palette, what palette I'm into it. The palette already inspires me. Right now, for example, I've been working on a new line of earrings that is above view of earth. You know, when those like drone photographies of salt flats and it's like a rectangular photo and you see like one white line and it's green here and blue here and that like white line is just the sun or salt that is accumulated and the tons of colors is whatever mineral is in the water so that picture is in my mind right now as please make me happen have you read big magic from elizabeth gilbert yes it's like my bible i love that yes see so to me like whenever i have an idea i mean like hey hey, just just make me happen yeah. more than three times I know it's gonna find a different vessel so I uh-huh. make sure to at least put it on paper or make one pair of earrings I also work a lot my, my brain works a lot based on what people like so I like many things but I don't wear all my earrings at the same time so whenever somebody is like yeah I like that one many times there's an earring that at the beginning I wasn't that convinced about it but the reaction of people to it made me, oh my God, I absolutely love this ring, this earring, because people are reacting so good to it. And, and now I get it, why people see it. But it, it wouldn't have been like my first choice if I was buying the earring, you know? Yeah. Because I'm very attached to emotions and I like people's response to what I do. That, that's part of how I appreciate what I do. Yeah, that feels like another aspect of how it's all just a co-creation, like the people who are enjoying and experiencing the jewelry are helping create it too. Yeah. In fact, there is one earring that is a dangle. that is a little rainbow that hangs from a chain with like a tiny dot. It's a super simple earring, but it was 
my second restock ever. And a client sent me a drawing and she said, can you make these earrings for me? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to make them. Are you okay with me with just using this design and making in different colors and reselling them? And she was like, yeah, totally. I was like, great. If it wasn't, I really didn't think about that for myself. She she brought it to me and she was okay with me just remaking it. And it's one of the most successful earrings as well. And I absolutely love it. So that like collaborative world I work I love. I love making like those stories where you ask people what color do you prefer this one or the other one on Instagram? Yeah. Because uh, I feel very excited by people's reactions. So I'm like, I wanna do what you like. That's a cool aspect of social media too, is we can just reach and communicate with a lot of people and yeah. share our work in a beautiful way. Yeah. Well, what would be your words of advice for anyone who is wanting to make their creative passion their full-time job, who's like wanting to take that leap as you have? To believe that it's possible is the main thing. Or not even believe that it's possible. Like, I feel that you can believe that it's pos- that some things are possible and still not enjoy them. I think you got to enjoy them. Mm, yeah. I don't like saying, oh, love what you're, made, what you're doing. Because I feel that all process or all things have part of the process that we don't necessarily enjoy. Yeah. But I'm all for embracing that. This is another thing from Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. She talks about what she calls the shit sandwich. Yeah, Everything comes with its shit sandwich of like, there's something that sucks about everything, even if it's something you love. And she says to just go for the thing where you're willing and even excited to eat that shit sandwich. Yeah. (laughs) I also have this other thing that I, I tell myself that whenever something feels fearful like I don't want to do that because I don't know if you do this but if I'm overwhelmed and then I have I'm going to give you the example of whatsapp conversations because I have a very big family and everybody talks at the same time through whatsapp whatsapp chats so sometimes I'm very overwhelmed and I look at my chat and I have 40 messages that I haven't read I feel so overwhelmed by the number that I tend to open the conversation and go, oh no, and close it and not read it. And then people are like, Caro, but go, answer, we ask you something. And I'm like, guys, but you're talking everybody at the same time. I feel overwhelmed. So before I used to just open it and close it. Now I feel that it's like, I'm trying to appreciate the feeling of like, ah, let's do this, you know, almost like, Almost like going to battle. This is like, I'm going straight ahead to to do this task that makes me feel uncomfortable or that I don't like. Um, In a way where like knowing once I get it done, it's gone. It's done. Yes. And mm -hmm. it takes so much energy to avoid something. Right? So much more energy to avoid something than it does to like just do it. I think there can be something uh, helpful in finding the blessings in whatever this kind of like undesirable aspect of our work or our life might be. Of like, for example, I'm 
starting to work on my taxes right now. <laughs> for me, like the way my brain works, is, that's just like not my idea of fun. But like, wow, I'm really grateful for the income I've had this year. And I'm really grateful for the guidance I have from my family as I'm going through this process. And like maybe for you, like that's pretty amazing to have 40 people reaching out and like caring about what you're doing and wanting to talk to you. And so like finding those little blessings in it makes it feel yeah. a little bit more approachable. To me, uh, it's also very much about going back to the lesson, you know, like it's supposed to be when I find myself, I've been thinking about the same thing that I have been avoiding for the past two weeks, right? Those are 14 days where I have had that thought. And then I do it. It took me 15 minutes and then it's out of my mind. And I'm like, oh my God, why did I thought about that for so long? And it was just in my head when it was gone so fast after I did it. And that's mainly how I see not so much if it's fun or not to do it, but like how much energy is taking me to avoid it, like you said. And actually how long it's going to take me to actually do it, you know? When I put those two in a balance, I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? I learned to talk to myself to things that I wasn't doing before. Now I talk to myself like pep talk and come on, Carol, you can do this. <laughs> yeah, that's a form of self-love. Absolutely. Yeah. I would love to hear about just what's next for your jewelry company. What are you envisioning? So we are right now starting to open up the space to have classes coming to uh, the studio to have people to come every like twice a month to have like a group class where they can make their their own earrings we started with a valentine's day class so we had couples to come and the guy make the earrings for the girl and the girls made bolos for the guys and uh, yeah and it's super fun and we also had a bridal party, so they made all the bridal party earrings, which was super great. You know, like they they have such a like meaningful now behind the earrings, and it was a pretty pretty beautiful day. Uh, so we're gonna start with those classes that are group classes, and we're also offering private classes. So if you have an event and you want to do like a girls' night, and we, we want you want us to come to you, we do that too, and we just like bring everything we need that is such an amazing idea and I also would love to take a class because we're both in Austin so (laughs) I'll be there and I think that's a really awesome idea to take whatever your craft is and turn it into an experience that you can share with other people just like the way that creations kind of compile upon each other and one thing leads to the next and who yeah who knows what else it could turn into I think that it has been a lot of time to translate the Instagram thing on how we ground it, not only putting the earrings in stores, but I realized the interaction with people in the growing the community in Instagram has been amazing, especially for my mental health. I have come out with so many good friends. I have so many good friends now that I have never seen in person and we're so close and we like hang out with each other. There's a very good group of clay makers that we have been talking for the past two years. And sometimes they're like, I'm, I'm in Zoom. This is the link. And I log in and there's like, one is like having some wine while talking. The other ones are just playing with clay, you know, and where the majority of us are mom over 30. So we're like found this uh, community suddenly where you feel so underst- understood because they're in the same kind of like environment 
yeah online than you are and to be able to ground that too is like meeting people in person make making new relationships expanding my community in austin the austin already is an amazing city to create community i think that everybody here yeah uh, community is such a contribution to the creative process i didn't understand that before and i think that that's hard for under to understand for artists what community means, especially when it comes to on, the online world. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think before the pandemic, I really considered myself an introvert. Mm-hmm. And now here is where what I would call more on the other side of it. I am a lot more extroverted and I feel really charged up by being with people. And in the time since then, I've started this podcast and a huge mm-hmm. intention of that was just to connect with people who are in the creative space because that's what makes me feel inspired and filled up and excited for what's to come. Yeah. Well, if people would like to look at your earrings, get in touch with you, um, just kind of follow along with your journey, do you have any links or social media things you'd like to guide us to? Yeah, so it's my Instagram that is Guaraoclay, W-A-R-A-O-C-L-A-Y. Yeah, Guaraoclay. So you can go to my Instagram and the link there is my store. And that's where you found us online and we're in a few stores here in Austin and we're soon starting with markets but mostly on my website you get all the information on it's also right now of the classes coming up that's going to be able to you're going to choose your date and be able to purchase the class on the website as well so um yeah I love your stuff on Instagram too just the process of you making the earrings yeah. it's very soothing even for me on the soothing. other side of the screen so I imagine yeah. for you it's like just all day very relaxing yeah it takes longer than what people think uh, people underestimate the things because they are polymer clay and people are so nice polymer clay it's kind of like an affordable material but it's not about that it's like so many hours they can take to do something and those videos is laughable sometimes when I see them. I'm like, oh my God, this looks like so simple. <laughs> and it took us like four hours. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for coming on and for sharing. You're just like beautiful, bubbly, bright, inspired energy. Okay. So like just everything that the intention of this podcast is, is like this sense of wonder and possibility and joy is totally what you're embodying. So I'm really thank you so much. I really appreciate the invitation. You're great. So nice to meet you. Yeah. Well, actually one thing that I do like to ask at the end of my podcast Mm -hmm. is um, a little creative prompt that you could leave our listeners with something to create on this week. I've been trying to exercise when it comes to creating things that make me uncomfortable. So maybe that could be good for people, you know, I try to find the beauty in things. Look for a, maybe something that you would like to do, but it makes you feel uncomfortable and try to translate it to something else. Yeah. Lean into this discomfort and yeah. see what kind of open doors that could lead you to. Yeah. Or for example, if you have been avoiding a color, if you paint uh-huh. and you're being avoiding a color, use that color. <laughs> that is such a thing. I have these yeah. like brownish gold colors in my paint palette. I'm like, 
why are you guys even here <laughs> i do that too with clay so if you're if you're avoiding if you're an artist and you're avoiding a color or you're you need and you're avoiding a tone of yarn or a texture of yarn use that this week i love that so much uh, well thank you carol of course thank you Wow, Carol is my spirit animal. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I've got links to all of Carol's work if you want to connect with her or shop her beautiful jewelry. That's all in the bio. And again, if you have not yet left your five-star rating or a review on this podcast, I invite you to do so now. It really helps people find the show. We'll have a new episode out in two weeks. And between now and then, you can find me sharing on Instagram.